this is Jackie Joseph. I'm from the Little Shop of Horrors. I'm Miss Audrey. And uh, I want to tell you that you are listening to Saturday Matinee Theater. You lucky dogs. Showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We are here in crime-ridden Gotham City in our recording studio, set up in one of the many unused rooms in stately Wayne Manor. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. Death Probe, and joining me, as always, is the Robin to my Batman, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. How are we feeling today, boy wonder Christatos? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. I'm doing all right. I think I might have a good business here with my short shorts here. Oh, maybe. (laughs) I've been putting them on and wearing them Uh in my Robin costume. Mm -hmm. So I think I might be able to get some more sales here on the short, short pants here. Oh, okay. You've done it, Mongo. Now Mm -hmm. moving in on Gotham. And I think what I'm going to do is like, it's going to be business during the day, party at night in the short pants with the nice business suits we're going to start wearing. Okay. Because everybody around here is wearing those nice suits when you're not not fighting crime. When you're fighting crime, it's take off the pants time. That's my motto. Awesome. Well, also joining me is the laziest Alfred Pennyworth of all time. It is my brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrecht. And how are we today, Jason? Doing okay. I was pacing myself today. Got up, made myself some breakfast, didn't make you jack S my day off. <laughs> thanks. thanks and, a tomorrow's my day off, too. <laughs> day after tomorrow, maybe. Doesn't matter. You try to fire me, I'll tell everyone you're Batman. Yeah, back yourselves into a corner. All right. Well, with that, we also have with us the incorruptible lawman of the city, Commissioner Delvin the Dark Web Williams. How do you do, Commissioner, or maybe Captain Arnold in this case? I don't know. We're going to call you the Commissioner. Well, Commissioner works, and I'm pretty good. In 1943, I mean, there's technology around. There was tanks, and there were bombs, and there were bombs, and there were guns. I mean, come on. I get it. I get it. Because the show, you can go ahead. All right, I will. Fired me up. He's fired me up, Jared. No, don't wind up the Jason. Where's my microphone to speak in? I want to see if maybe I can control Delvin. (laughs) There's no control of him. All right, I'm going to stop you now. We're going to introduce our guest for our very first trip to Gotham. It's very, very appropriate. It is Bill Beer from the Batpod. Welcome to the Longbox Crusade headquarters, Bill. Thank you very much. Were pants required? Because uh, Not at all. We like to air it out here at LBCHQ. All right. All right. I'll fit right in. <laughs> you definitely will. And as our first guest to Gotham City, you get to be the first person to ask the duo question. All right. We're going to want to know what your first memory of Batman is. And I'm certain you have a lot of them, judging by what I see in your backgrounds there. And after you share with us your first memory, what's your favorite iteration of Batman on screen? So let's go with first memory. Okay. My first memory of Batman, I was born in the 70s. I can't really remember if it was like reruns of Batman 66 or it was Super Friends. 
I remember Super Friends more. That was like one of those cartoons that you couldn't miss. And until today, I hear that opening song of Super Friends and it gives me like the chills. So right. that would be my first. And then I got into comics a little bit later, but that would be my first. Okay. Yeah. I think you and I are very, very similar in age because it's the same thing for me. I'm not sure if yeah. it was reruns of 66 or if it was Super Friends, but same deal here. Not that I'm the guest. I'm just interviewing myself now. Oh, right. <laughs> no, uh, Bill, what's your favorite on screen iteration of Batman? My favorite on screen would probably be, I don't know how popular this will be, but it's Batman 89. Oh, nothing wrong with that, man. And That's a good one. That's there hasn't really been a perfect Batman movie for me, but I graduated from high school that year, and the excitement behind that movie, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Even the movies that are released today, the excitement isn't like it was mm-hmm. for Batman 89. You are definitely closer to Jason's age. Must be the same age. I graduated in 89 as oh, well. But Jason had to repeat three grades, so you got to think. <laughs> oh, I did. I was 27 by the time I got out. No, man. There's nothing wrong with 89 Batman. Pat and I have gone on and on about it. We both love it. Michael Keaton, Batman, nothing wrong with it. You know what? Since this is the first episode, I want to do a quick around the horn. No explanations, Jason. Favorite on screen for the rest of the crew. I'll just go ahead and say my favorite is Mask of the Phantasm, the animated movie. Pat, you. Um, Took too long. Delvin. Batman Begins for like when it reset. Batman 89 is a great one, but I just remember uh, there's not many movies that I've gone to where the movie ended and people applauded. Mm. And that was one of them. Of course, you know, it had been about six years since the last Batman and then the last Batman was Batman and Robin. It probably had something to do with it, but still <laughs> very, very good movie. Uh, he broke the no explanation rule, but back to you, Pat. I am caught between Mask of the Phantasm and 89 too. Just like Bill said, the big buildup for 89, man, that mm-hmm. was a great year. Great summer with great movie and great music. Uh, And Mask of the Phantasm, I was lucky enough to go see that when it came out in the theater and I was like the only one there. No explanation, Pat. Jason, what about you? (laughs) I'm going to go with Batman Beyond and specifically Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Oh, that's a good one. I love that movie. Good call, Jason. And without the explanation, follow the rules. I appreciate that. It was so hard. It was so hard. I wanted to say more. I really thought Jason was going to be the one to step in the trap. Well, thanks for playing along, everybody. This episode is, of course, sponsored by Omaha Bound. They're your best choice in hard binding those special comics in your collection. They do high-quality binding. They make original cover art. Right now, they're on their pause. They're not doing binding right now because we drummed up so much business for them that they had to take a pause, and we're proud of that. But they will be back, so start getting your comic books ready to be bound so you can be fancy like me. It's really, isn't that the ultimate goal? Be fancy like Jared? In 2021, I want to be as fancy as you, and I'm going to strive to be Jared. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate that. I don't believe it. I have it written in my mirror, so every time it steams up, it just... Be fancy. Get it tattooed in reverse, like on uh, Memento, so when you see it in the mirror. Anyways. Well, I'm trying to grow up my chest hair, and then I'm oh. thinking about shaving it. Well, no, sorry, too <laughs> much. It's a whole other conversation. Anyway, everybody, go to omahabound.com today. You can see some of the pre-bound stuff they have already, some hard-to-find books, and see what maybe Kickstarters they've got going on. Check out omahabound.com today. All right, real quick, we're about to dive into the 1943 Batman serial. And this is our quick show disclaimer. This is a 1943 serial. It is very much from 1943 in as much as it is very pro-Japanese internment camps, which can be a little eh by today's standards. We get that. We recognize it. We here at the Longbox Crusade also do not dwell on it. We're going to enjoy our discussion of this. If that is something you are sensitive to, you just know that going in. And that is that. Okay, 
And with that, Pat, give us a show description. I am glad you asked, Jared. Here we go. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we will be beginning our dive into 1943's Batman serial. 1943's Batman serial was produced by Rudolph C. Flotho. It starred Lewis Wilson as Batman and Douglas Croft as Robin. So grab your battering, fire up the Batmobile, and swing into adventure. But don't forget to dust that nice desk in the Batcave. Excellent, excellent new tune for a new show. I knew we could count on you. I was Thank worried. You. I really was yeah. worried about that. You know, I didn't think he was going to come prepared. And then, he, of course, he knocks it out of the park once again. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I, I got a chance to actually go down to the Bat Cave when we were here at Stately Wayne Manor and got inspired. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I was very inspired. I was worried you wouldn't have something ready. That's why I brought my violin, if anybody would oh. like to. <laughs> nope, Pat had you covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need it today or ever. But not today is the positive thing that we're going to go into the episode info here. Uh, Chapter one was titled The Electrical Brain. The director was Lambert Hillier. The writers were Victor McLeod, Leslie Swabacker, and Harry L. Frazier. Guest stars J. Carol Nash as Dr. Tito Daka, Shirley Patterson as Linda Page, William Austin as Alfred, and Gus Glassmeyer as Uncle Martin. As a reminder, all 15 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast, because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. If you hadn't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at about 26 minutes per episode or so, it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we would love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Batman. Jason. No, 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 no. I'm following Batman. Very nice. Pat. Hashtag I'm following Batman. Jared. Hashtag I'm following Batman. Bill. Hashtag I'm following Batman. Freaking A, man. Freaking A. Hashtag, I'm following Batman. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary.
After busting some surprisingly old street-level criminals who mentioned the mysterious Dr. Daka, Batman and Robin change back into their civilian identities to link up with Bruce's girlfriend, Linda. Linda asks Bruce and Dick to go with her to pick up her jailbird, Uncle Martin, as he's being released from prison. But Uncle Martin is shanghaied by some toughs before Linda can arrive. Martin is taken to meet the evil Dr. Daka and his New Order criminal gang. Dr. Daka asks Martin to join the New Order, but Martin refuses. Daka gets the information he needs from Martin for a chemical heist through the use of truth serum. Daka then sends two men and mind-controlled Uncle Martin to steal the iridium he needs to power his destructive ray weapons. Batman and Robin show up in time to almost prevent the theft, almost save zombified Uncle Martin from jumping off the roof, and almost not get their asses kicked. <laughs> And then Batman gets tossed off the roof. Will the Cape Crusader find a way to cheat death? What does Dr. Daka have in store for Linda? And will Robin eventually be useful? All right, lads, let's get into the highs and the lows of this episode. And we will start with our guest, Bill from the Bat Pod. In round one, Bill, are you going to bring a high or a low? I'm going to bring a low. Uh-oh. Lay it on us, Bill. Okay. So I have a couple lows that I'll just shoot out real quick. It isn't anything really terrible, but starting out at the beginning of this movie, you see Batman and Robin. And of course, they go to a payphone, which at the time, they're locked. And he uses a little key to get into it. Mm -hmm. I guess it was appropriate at the time. I thought that was really corny, but amusing. And the mm -hmm. other thing is when they jumped into their car to uh, take off, they took their masks off immediately. He's got a date, takes his mask off, and they're off. <laughs> they didn't think about maybe they might get was, seen or anything like that. It was a simpler time for fighting crime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right, Pat, what do you got? A high or a low? Maybe a what the? Uh, I'm going to do a what the and kind of bounce off of what Bill said about the Batmobile. Did you guys notice the license plate was on there? They had a license plate, so you just need to understand that Batman's Batmobile is this license number, and then you can figure out who he is. Yeah, he probably just registered it as Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah, well that's true. <laughs> that was his name. Last name Man, first name Bat. I'm saying someone, someone had to come in there and was like, your name isn't Batman, sir. Look, could you do me a solid? Could you do me a solid? <laughs> Mr. Wayne, you're clear. <laughs> Could you call me Batman, please? <laughs> this is getting so confusing. <laughs> All right. The Batmobile has a license plate. Interesting. <laughs> Jason. I'm going to continue the theme of confusing car scenarios. During the chase in which Linda, Bruce, and Dick are chasing against the thugs that have kidnapped Linda's uncle, the gangsters do a pretty clever trick and switching the license plate, doing the U-turn and going the other way. And then the driver goes, duck, so they don't see us. Why did the uncle duck too? I mean, that was like the uncle just was like, okay. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to play along. <laughs> yeah, every, you know, everybody, you, you kind of get into it. It's like, you know, like, are we going to fool them? But, oh, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, man, that could come back to bite me later. <laughs> Should have done that. I had a gun to him. Yeah, but I'm just like, I ain't ducking. I'm about to lock eyes with Bruce <laughs> Now, I will say this, though, for that scene. The little thing they did to change the color of the car, like the effect for was 1943, cool. was pretty dope. I was that, like, what? That was cooler than Die Another Day's Invisible Car. That was, <laughs> that was legit. Delvin, hi, love, what the, round one. I'll go the what the. 
while the Robin sounded very much like, and because the oldest Robin that I've heard to this date would have been Burt Ward Robin. I didn't even know this dude existed. So Burt Ward may have been mimicking this guy a little bit by some of the mannerisms and everything. But I couldn't decide whether or not this guy was 13 or 33. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's one of those like you're not quite sure. It's like it's like could you could you walk by a bar really quick? I'm trying to I'm trying to see something. Like, do you go into the bar? <laughs> he kind of had that full fro going on, and he was just yeah, he was a little, it was a little confusing. Yeah, I mean, I, I needed him to like spot out like something about like his 401k. It's like there we go. He's 33. <laughs> I knew it. He's 33. I knew it. But then he's fighting and he kicks that dude in the shin, you know? <laughs> but right? kind of I am baffled as to the age of this Robin. They're, they're calling him a boy wonder, but is he a boy-ish wonder? <laughs> I tell you what, I think we found our first ongoing bit for that man serial. We're going to check in with Delvin every episode. Of, what age is Robin in the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Th- this episode, I'm going with 27. I think this- right. It's the suit, ain't it? It's between the suit and the hair and kind of the build, it's like, is, is he? I'm confused. He's got to be at least, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the driving age was back in 40-something, but was it 16? Or, I have know, no idea. He's old enough to drive. Come on, thing. old chum. Let's go get a soda pop and some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> See? That doesn't help eliminate it. Because, they were, <laughs> because everyone smoked back then. It's so hard to figure this out. I'm so confused. Come on, Batman, my hemorrhoids are acting up. Get back in the <laughs> well, I think whenever hemorrhoids come up, it's time to go back to the top of the order. Bill, for your second and final round, do you have a high or a low for the group? Well, I'm going to give a high this time. And the one part that I really enjoyed that was pretty neat to see is when they took the uncle into like, I guess, I don't know if it was a carnival or whatever it was, and they got on the amusement ride and they took him to the doctor's lair. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely cool. So I did enjoy that. The amusement ride in the vacated part of town that takes you to the secret lair. And there's cavemen that are actually like real men. I don't know. There's a lot Mm -hmm. going on. I just wonder how much those tickets were. They were like, I don't know, five (laughs) cents, two cents, who knows? Ten cents and one penny tax. There you go. what the guy said. Way to pay attention to the details, DJ Cristados. I'm all about it. I was all like, man, that's a pretty cool ride. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of reminded me of, this is obscure, but Pat will agree with me. It kind of reminded me of the opening credits to the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the 80s. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Except with mobs. It really reminded me, you know, here on the East Coast, they have beaches, all kinds of beaches, and they have these really lame amusement rides, and they have this horror ride where you get on it, and it's a big circle, and you just go into a building, and it takes about two minutes to ride it, and there's a moving ghost in there trying to <laughs> scare you. That's what it reminded me of. Or some guy back in there, you know, smoker, oh, it's on my brakes, sorry. <laughs> I was supposed to pull the string or rope or whatever. Excellent. All right, Pat, what you got for your final round? Bill took my hideout coolness that I thought too, but there was a guy that was waiting there at the door for them to go in. So he's like, that's his job is just to kind of stand there as other people go by and not make a move. So he's got to be like really still. It's a whole real still all day long, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just when he hears a cart coming. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe when a cart comes in, he's like, okay, I got to get in action. He and Robin hanging out smoking cigarettes. <laughs> 
Hey, Robin. Hey, hey Butch. <laughs> I mean, hey, Butch. Did you have a long shift today at the school? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> hey, why don't you hit old Robin up with one of those? <laughs> were, were you a student? Were you a teacher? Hopefully by the end of these 15 <laughs> episodes, we're going to figure out how old Robin actually is. This story, was a lot going on in it, I thought. Even a little bit more than what we had going on with the Flash episode, the first one. So this was really making a, a big story in this one that I was kind of interested in. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how this thing plays out. Yeah, it does have more angles than, yeah. than the Flash one did. That's for sure. I know that from writing the synopsis. I was like, okay. And how cool would that be? Every week you could go and get a chapter. Yeah. We haven't seen anything like that around these times, but that would be pretty cool. Jason. I think Pat led pretty well into mine. I like the story as well, but I thought I wasn't really sure what to expect when I started watching the 1943 serial. And I thought, well, maybe this is going to be like really corny. But as I watched it, it does have the elements of Batman. As cool and sharp edged as it is now, no. But you can see the groundwork being laid for Batman 66, which is going to lead the way for the animated series, which will lead the way to the movie. Well, the 89 movie and then the animated series and then the new movies. You can see all the elements there. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was pleasantly surprised at how much of the Batman elements that they've got right in the show. So it set the tone right for me. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I've got some fun facts for you coming up on this episode and future episodes to talk about how this serial specifically influenced the Batman we know today. So put a pin in that, Jason. There's more to come. Will do. Delvin, you get the honor of rounding out the official rounds. We all know Pat will probably have something else, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I just added another one. I want to talk about the plot, too. The plot was a good one. Dr. Daka had a pretty good plan. That The whole thing about turning people to zombies, that was cool. And using like the radium to blow up stuff and then wanted to like take out it, take his revenge on the United States. That was a timely plot. I got that. I liked the whole elements and build up to that. That was really cool. So I, I had to at least say something about the plot and that the specter of it for the next 14 episodes is now something I'm looking forward to because it's at a pretty good table. I agree with that. And I wanted to piggyback with one thing on that too. One I thought was interesting. And you know, we talked already, we gave the disclaimer about how this is in the very 1943. But what I thought was cool about Dr. Daka's plan was that he's basically recruiting the disenfranchised. And it's actually mostly white dudes. It's not all Japanese dudes or, you know, you'd expect German dudes or something like that in 43. But he's finding disenfranchised Americans and using them to further his plot. And I thought that they could have gone a cheaper route there and they didn't. I will give them credit for that. Yep. I'm with you there. All right. Well, everybody stare at Pat. Nobody's going to talk about that fight. I, I want I was thinking. Woo. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Terrible. <laughs> Here we, 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 that, that's a good segment because let's go into one of my things, and that's bat fights. <laughs> I got Batman fights the goons in the beginning, some thugs. Batman fights the phone booth, but he wins because he's got the key. Uh, and then Batman fights the ray gun and the goons. 
didn't go, did not go good. He, he did, did not, not go really good. Much. I mean, he got, <laughs> he got whooped. It's one of those that I took my jaw and I smacked the heck out of his fist with it. What is going on? I mean, and it wasn't just like an ambush. It's like, no, we see the bad guys. We fought the bad guys. We got our butts whooped by the bad guys. I thought it was funny, though, the Robin fight. Because Robin's like maybe 90 pounds with a brick in his pocket. And he's trying to jump on this 200-pound dude. And I will say that was pretty realistic. Because after a while, that dude's like, I'm just going to whoop this kid's <laughs> just start laying into him. All I'm saying is I think Robin's going to be drinking soup through a straw for a couple of weeks. And then Batman just got tossed off of a... <laughs> And I'm sure that they're going to, hopefully, I don't know, the the cape has some flying capabilities, but he fell off that like a sack of potatoes, just like, ooh, (laughs) he's falling fast. I had another thing that I'm going to start counting, and it's going to be window crashes. I counted two in this one where they crashed through the windows. This might be a, a normal thing for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think some windows are going to get crashed in this series. I'm looking forward to those. And I'm going to round this up with a good question for you guys. Since this is black and white Batman, and I don't know if there's a colorized version of this, I am interested into what you guys think the color of Batman's uniform is. Do you think it's the old black and gray? Do you think it's the, the more colorful one that he's actually wearing? I assumed it was gray. Black and gray, that's what I assumed. I'll assume gray and blue. That's what I had in my mind. All right, Jason. I was with Jared on this one, uh, black and gray, but now the Delvin brings it up, and I guess it could be gray and blue. Sure. Let's ask the bat expert. I was thinking blue and gray, but... Blue and gray? Okay. Mine, I was thinking the black and gray, just because a little bit older, but it's interesting. I'd like to see if there was a colored version, how that would come out, or if somebody, if there was any pictures, you know, somebody could tell us. Is there any fun facts like that, Jared? Shut up, Pat. Okay. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I will. If I had to guess, because I know when they did the black and white Supermans, it was actually brown. It was like gray and brown because it just popped Pop better on the screen. Better on the black and white. So uh, maybe something like that going on here. But I don't know yet. But I'll see if I can dig something up for a future episode. Cool. Thank you. And with that, let's get into the fun facts with Jared. All right, folks. Brace yourselves. Stop the press as I found it. It's black trunks, blue cape, black insignia, yellow belt. What about the main color of the, like, everything else? A gray, I guess. Yeah, the body's gray. There you go. Look at that. Instant gratification, Pat. Awesome. Back to you, Jared. All right. Now, for reals, we're going to get into the fun facts. Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. When I tell you that on this 1943 serial, this is actually the very first appearance of the Batcave. It would not appear in comics until 1944. So that opening scene that you see of him sitting at his desk there in the Batcave. That's that's crazy because I assumed it was the first time on film, but I would have guessed they had had the cave in the comics before then. Nope. First appearance of the Batcave, period. It shows up in comics in 44. Amazing. Needed some decorations. There was mm. a desk. When I first saw that and it was zooming in, I thought that it was fake. I thought it was a miniature desk and a figure or whatever. But when they got real close, you could tell it was him. But at first, with the bats flying around, I thought that it was like miniature dolls or something like that. It did kind of have that feel. Mm-hmm. But no, it was the Batcave. So yeah, first appearance of Batcave. And I've got some more interesting things like that for you on future fun facts. But Eddie Parker, does that name ring a bell? anybody? Nope. Mm -hmm. How quickly they forget. On our last episode when we were on Mongo, I said, Eddie Parker, put a pin in that name because we'll come back to it at some point. And on Mongo, he was the stuntman for Buster Crab. Still don't believe Buster Crab. I know. Guess who the stuntman is for Batman on this show? Oh. It's Eddie Parker. 
So Eddie Parker was the stuntman for both Flash Gordon and Batman for both these serials that we are currently watching. Oh. It was Eddie Parker Jr. Stunting makes him feel good. <laughs> Button makes him feel good. Okay, that's enough fun fact. You guys don't deserve any more fun facts. It's time for the Batarang rating. Batarang ratings. And as usual, if you give it all five of your Batarangs, that means you loved it. Four means it was very good. Three was good. And two, just okay. And one, I didn't like it. Bill, what do you think? I'm going to give four Batarangs. Oh, he goes with a very good. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was very entertaining. I think for the whole 20 some minutes, I did enjoy it a lot. There were some things that were really cheesy and some things I didn't really like. But overall, I I thought it was enjoyable. I think that's a fair assessment. Let's see what other folks think. Pat, what do you got? I'm going to go with three. I thought it was good. I'm kind of holding it back because hopefully there's going to be some better ones down the road, but I can't go halfsies. Otherwise, I would. Gotcha. Understand three. You went with just middle road. Good. Good baseline. We'll see where we go from there. High three. High three. Powerful three. Strong power three. Yep. <laughs> Joe November was your 3.5. I got you. I'm out of four. I liked it. I really did like the plot and I'm interested in that plot. And my hope is that Batman and Robin become better fighters. That's for sure. <laughs> like Batman's strapping looking guy looks like he can throw some fists and Robin at his young age, he has a lot of growing up and he's going to get stronger or he is as strong as he's ever going to get. We'll figure that out at some point. <laughs> But like, I, I will I will give it a four. I like the plot, and I'm hoping to see some advanced level fisticuffs as the series goes on. And I did like um, Bruce's. He definitely played up the playboy of waking up at noon and, and being you know frivolous with his relationship with his girlfriend and everything. So there are a lot of elements I did like. Looking forward to more. Well said, Jason. I'm at a three. I came in with low expectations, and it met and exceeded most of my expectations. I'm with Delvin. I hope that the fighting gets a little bit better. But at the same time, I did enjoy the elements of the Batman story. They had the criminal layer. Like Delvin said, they had the Bruce Wayne versus Batman persona. And I really dug that ray gun, too. I thought the ray gun and the effects for 43 were actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> had me buying it. Yeah. So I thought overall it was a pretty good production. I'm looking forward to maybe giving the next one a four if they step their game up a little bit. So three for me. Uh, I'm going to join Pat and Jason on Ooh. Team 3, but much like Pat, it's a strong 3. I just don't know what else is to come. I have not seen these before, so yeah, I think it was good. Some things were really good, some things were eh, some things were uncomfortable. Uh, but <laughs> overall, gave it a 3. I think it's good, and like you guys, it's not, I think we're all at an optimistic 3, looking forward to raising the scores, so that's good. 3s and 4s, not a bad start to the Batman 1943 serial. Okay, guys, I'll go ahead and take your leftover batterings here. I'm going to take them down to the Cave, gonna see what I can do with some tools down there, and I'll, don't worry, I'll bring them back next time we're here. I'm just what gonna do a battery. <laughs> I don't even know. We are gonna get into the Gotham City mailbag. And we are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They get early access to special Longbox Crusade episodes. They get to vote on show content. So much more. Here are the folks reaping the benefits, giving some much-appreciated support to the show. Thank you for being a friend. And Helica Wolf. Anthony from TFU. Auburn Elvis. <laughs> read it, Bill. Read it. Bill Beer. <laughs> 
so appropriate. Blasted or stash it. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Clinton Robinson. David Collins. The Duchess. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. Ivor Evan. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Puyo. Josh Strickland. Mighty Mark Hatherley. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Captain Morgan. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. The Toronto Cop. And one-time donor Brad Morin. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Just remember that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent edition, we'll add you soon. But no worries. Just let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll fix it. If you're asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Hey, 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 Jared. Yeah, man. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? I'm interested. Okay, of all the people on the current recording... Yeah. You have an 80% chance of becoming a Crusaders Club member. Just okay. so you know. Oh, my time has come. Oh, Jason's the 20. zero. <laughs> Which drags everyone to the, I don't know if the math works out. The math is complicated, but joining the club is simple. You just head over to patreon.com, search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as a buck a month, you get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. And if you don't have that extra scratch laying around, but you want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. We'd really appreciate Appreciate it. Even if you want to keep it short for star ratings, that's cool. But we really love to hear from you. And please give us a review and we'll be happy to read it on an upcoming show. With that, we will get into our shares, likes, and retweets for our final Flash episode. And everybody was a little sad, but we had a good time on that journey. But let's find out who was out there beating those drums for us. Go ahead, Pat. We'll start it off with Austin2844. Zero power of the power pack AM. And I'm gonna beat as Rick by then. I miss Rick. I miss Jeff so much. Lonely without the pack. Doing a remix of Elton John classics, I see. Yes, I am. All right. All right. We're done with that. There was something in a pinch. Dr. G, nerdologist. Chris at ETO in that book. Let it roll! Joshua Oaks. Laredo Art 2018. GLHG. Professor Frenzy. Chris Lydon. The Hammer Strikes. And randomly geeky stuff. Fan Film Fridays. <laughs> Serena Krawczyk. Coffee and Comics. Ruth Sutherland. Hal Jordan. Rick Heineken. Ivan Chutley. And Clinton Robinson. All right. Got a couple of comments here. Go ahead, Pat. Pick you a comment. I'm going to pick one from the Ryan Daly. And Ryan says, haven't listened yet, but I'm already excited for season two. <laughs> but we're here, Ryan. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, Ryan guessed it on the show a couple times, but he's never actually listened to it. Yep. Tell them what you got. Josh Rhodes says, I just subscribed. Well, we just read your stuff, Josh. So thanks for uh, coming along for the ride. All right, welcome. All right, Jason, what are you going to pick here? Uh, let's see. Let's look through all these here. Well, let's go with Green Lantern HG holding back the Blackest Night. 
He says, well, guys, it was some trip. Thank you for having us along. Thank you for all the laughs, the excitement, the fun, and most of all, the friendship. If I was to rate the series on my own, it'd be a four. But I bumped it up once for you guys and once for Priscilla Lawson. So it's a five. Woohoo! You got to give GL credit. Like, I mean, he was on board the R train at the first station all the way to the last station. Mm-hmm. He was, he was the conductor, he was the engineer, he was the <laughs> he was everything. And he proved to be correct, by the way. Everyone ended up falling in love with Priscilla Lawson. All right, that's it for our Gotham City mailbag. We look forward to talking some more Gotham City feedback with you. Please don't be shy on the social medias. Let us know what you think about the 1943 Batman serial. I'll give it to Jason to close this thing out. Well, thank you, Jared. That's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out the Long Box Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I am glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Long Box Crusade. Back to you, Jason. And if you want to hear from us on our track through James Bond films, books, James Bond-like material, you can check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? No problem. We can find uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, most of your reputable podcatchers, some of the not-so-reputable podcatchers even carry us. We've got people everywhere. Or you can go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or check us out on Twitter at OHMSpod. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat Kick Us Off. Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E-R underscore R-A-Y 1977. Jared? You can find me out and about in various places on the social medias. I dare you to come find me. Jason? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And let's not forget our special guest for today. Thanks for joining us, Bill. Bill Beer, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at that underscore pod. All right. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, you can join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. It's on the second Sunday of every month at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Please subscribe to Longbox Crusade on YouTube and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll see you next episode. It's our special 50th episode, and so we're going to do a special movie. It's Jared's Choice, and he has selected Alligator People. We'll see you there, if you dare. (laughs) 